I mean, the real question is if we get any randos, but you guys haven't said anything, so. But please do. We, we want to hear from you. Are you Canadian? Especially like Canadian randos, yeah. <laughs> Hello, one and all, to the next episode, which is this episode, the one you're listening to, but it is following the previous episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. Today we have another juicy episode in the lineup. Uh, we finally started our second tier of our tier top 50 showdown, whatever you want to call it. I mean, I don't I don't know. There's no good days for the mumbo jumbo that we produce here at the Mo Video Game Studio because that's how legit we are. We're, we're in a studio now. We pay, we pay millions of dollars every day to bring this top tier quality to you. So either way, hope you enjoy the episode as always. Let us know what you think. You can follow us on on ig at mo video games you can also find us on spotify and podbeam i don't think those have comment sections but as always enjoy the episode gc all right here we go mo video games podcast this seems i just started talking either much louder or that gain randomly decided to increase in sensitivity i, I turned it up just a tad this gain is like incredibly sensitive i turned it like a that's sixteenth of a turn. Sixteenth. Now, much. yeah. See, now it looks fucking quiet as tits, and I, I think I, I don't even know if I touched it. Yeah, that's yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll fix this package. I tried downloading it through a different package manager other than the default one, and then it said to restart, and I didn't see that till afterwards. But I wasn't gonna figure out how to uninstall a fucking program, so. It is whatever. My brother recommended me using Manjaro Linux, and man, let me tell you, I am loving it right now. It is fucking fantastic. The fact that I did nothing before today and then tried rush installing a package is exactly how you want your first Linux interaction after fucking years of not using it to be. So, I did like Raspberry Pi, but everything is just, all those projects are just fucking copy and paste, like bash scripts. I mean, that's not, you don't learn anything. It's fucking dumb. I looked that that wave looked great when I said that. That so. was a phenomenal wave. That's the wave I want. And more exciting news. Mo the, Video the, the Games blue, blue, blue. has invested not one, not two, not three dollars, but millions of dollars in our own personal home setup. We are now sitting at a desk. We got a boom arm, whatever mic arm mic holder boomy boom and a soundy dampener device for the microphone blues upside down for my vision because you know it's a legit recording if the microphone's upside down otherwise it's not legit so it's facts um are we doing the cardioid waveform right now yeah yeah this is it's just it's all perfect um very poorly made home depot table about whoa (laughs) About 60, I think it was like $61 for all the supplies, excluding, I guess, the drill and drill bits were the only thing we didn't buy for it. But everything else, we We, we should have bought a drill. <laughs> hey, that was, just, that was just user error, man. The uh, drill bit for the like hex heads or whatever um, just kept slipping in the drill. Sorry, my cat is playing with my blind, so Maxwell is raising them what he thinks is out of her reach but you will soon find that there is no such thing as escaping the chost no it was, it was just because she was behind the blinds That's oh perfect I was, I was just pulling them up so she doesn't like 
touching the blinds every time she's looking out the windy boy. I was just expecting her to jump up there and then attack the fucking dangles, because when you move them, she normally gets pretty triggered. <laughs> but so we got a desk. Uh, we got a mount for this boom arm that ended up, we were going to have to notch out the sides of the desk. And then we were like, fuck it, this tabletop was only $10, so we drilled the hole straight in the desk. <laughs> Called that good. It's It's fully integrated. Fully integrated. It looked like when I was measuring the drill bit, it looked like it was going to be a press fit. And then, because the drill bit definitely seemed smaller, then I stuck it in and it was just immediately wobble nation. So, (laughs) a little upset with that, but uh, I don't know. Maxwell has the weirdest collection of drill bits in his fucking thing. He's got like a 5 ace auger, whatever you call it. Um, You know, like the wood hole. I don't know why you have some of those. It's just, it's just such a weird. And then you have the weird, like metal, the like metal rods. There's like six metal, like maybe twelve metal rods in a row, and then that iterates like six times around. I don't know what that's supposed to be. Is that supposed to be like the whipper device or something? I mean, it looks for pain and nothing else. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know what that's for. Um, I I need probably some some background information. Um, this uh. Drill was not my purchase. The bits, not my purchase. Everything inside of there, I was given. I mean, that is the best drill, and it does it does work. And since it's corded, power is delicious. Definitely, and doesn't run out of battery. It, it loses screws for fun when you. That is true. When you're drilling, screws that hold it together just fall out, but you don't know where they came from. So actually, it's just birthing screws. That's how screws are made, actually. <laughs> the nice free Black & Decker corded drill. So I'll probably use one of those bits and then try to like 3D print some little press fit thing for this. Um, and then also 3D print like a cap for it. So if I want to use this table for other stuff, I can have a relatively flush surface without just a random hole in the middle of it for stuff to fall through. So... <laughs> Because the table's going to look really weird if there's just a fucking hole right there. So, But so either way, millions of dollars invested. The Mo Video Games has really upgraded, even upgraded our operating system on a recording laptop, as mentioned, to open it's source. Streamlined. <laughs> it's everything streamlined, man. So, yeah, so here we are. Another episode. Um, Mo Video Games podcast that have a special special for Halloween. Not the most video games podcast. <laughs> Max Oliver's Gaming had a special for Halloween. Played uh, Phasmophobia. Yeah, check it out. Maxwell Lewis Gaming <laughs> on YouTube. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> uh, actually, I ended up I ended up playing Phasmophobia last night. Ooh. I know. I waited, obviously, until now to mention it. Because sometimes... Spicy. Sometimes I don't like when we're... I feel bad when we're talking about stuff because I want novel reactions instead of manufactured. And that's what that's because I care about the audience, you know, so... That's true. My blue audience. This is certified first-time reaction. Real-time reaction. What did you think? Was it by yourself or with people? I played with uh, Mitch, Megan, and then Mac, who is the jungler for the <laughs> Benadryl Bangers, which is the name of our league, league oh, team. Yeah. <laughs> um, Check them out. We do not bang Benadryl. League.com. Don't worry, Mom. Um, but it is a funny name. At least I think it's funny. So, yeah, I thought it was good. I mean, it was definitely uh, not as scary as I thought it was going to be. We did kind of... I, I First time playing, we were just on Discord. So I think if we 
didn't circumvent the in-game communication, that would have made it a little bit better. Um, so I kind of wish that we did that, but like I said, first first time playing, I, uh, I, I didn't mind too much. I was... For sure, the first person to die. Um, I forgot, like, <laughs> her, her name was Lisa Davis, and nothing was happening, and we were trying to get evidence. Like, I was trying to get a photo of her or something like that, so uh, I'm just like, yeah. Lisa Davis, give me a sign. Lisa Davis, shut a door. Lisa Davis, Lisa Davis. I mean, I was calling her a fat lard. I was telling her she's dumb, she's chunky. I mean, anything I could throw at her. And then uh, I, like, saw her body right in front of me, took a photo, and then, like, hands came around the side of my screen and pulled me into the... The uh, what do what do you call Mordecai's or ulti? Because that's what I feel like it is, like the <laughs> shadow realm. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I got pulled into the shadow realm. Um, literally, she must have walked up to me, and then for the kill sequence, she must not like exist because she or she just like TP'd or flashed behind me or something. I don't know because I saw her body, snap the picture, then she wasn't there, and so I like snapped the picture. What felt like a millisecond too late because it's just a picture of a cabinet and i'm like <laughs> i died for this so yeah the as far as i know the only kill animation is the hands wrapping around your okay face. um from, from behind regardless of where the the ghost actually got you from all we got yesterday was uh poltergeists and uh spirits we didn't get any other mm. ghosts what how many I, i'm assuming you did different levels yeah, I mean, we did the this cabin one, like, twice, and then we did, a, like, a suburban house, I think, also twice, and I forgot what the last one, I, I, I stopped and just watched, because it was, like, 1 o'clock, and I wanted to wake up for this, um, at a reasonable er, so, yeah, we didn't get anything other than those two, but, yeah, it was, it was fun, I definitely enjoyed it, it definitely, it's, yeah, it's scary enough to get your jimmies wrestled, but I was, I thought it was going to be a little more terrifying. I, I think playing it by yourself, that, that's what I, I say, I think even in the video, is like, man, it would be great to have other people in this so you like don't feel like you're alone. But when you are trying to find a ghost by yourself and you have to walk around and you don't know what's coming, and maybe maybe if I play it more, it will be less scary. But for first time, I also just, those kind of games, they, they, they get me like slender and stuff like that. Hey, Jimmy Russell. Hey, Jimmy Russell. I, I think you definitely handle the, the Jimmy Russell. I mean, you played like Emily Wants to Play all the way through. And Emily Wants to Play too. I think, as well. And those games also both give me the, the hoobie-joobies, I believe is what I said in my YouTube video. So, Well, those ones are also like that. That's definitely like a jump scare where I feel like uh, Phasmophobia definitely... There's a lot of cues to warn you that you're about to get your booty cheeks absolutely hammered. So, yeah, it's, it is a little bit better than... Jump scares are like just terrifying and annoying so but yeah it was definitely a good game it was uh i got a 10 percent off not to brag so it was only a 12.59 so big Ooh. big savings which was good oh, after. Was that like their halloween sale or whatever on maybe Steam? something like yeah. that yeah so big savings which is good in the wake of uh you know the millions of dollars we just invested in the mo video games podcast also we got a nice chair now so that we're not sitting at two different heights because we were sitting on i don't even know what to call that chair the the, the, it's the, the Eames chair. chair, I think, is like the the name. Oh, I'm just gonna call it like a mafia chair. Like I feel like you should be like smoking a cigar or something, and then telling some dude to like take someone out when you're sitting in it. It's... Yeah, there's. 
That's a delayed. Now we're at the same delayed. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was definitely a good game. Definitely fun. Definitely fun to play with people. Uh, yeah, interested to play it more for sure. But yeah, I don't know. You got anything else? I don't really have anything in terms of yeah Eames chair. Eames chair. E a m e s. Eames chair. Eames chair. Um, yeah, with, with Phasmophobia, um, no, the, the, the full, full disclosure that the YouTube video is probably pretty boring gameplay to watch because I don't die and uh, wait, yeah, you don't I die. Don't, so you I look, did you just look up the dying sequence or did you watch other people play? I, I've watched other people play. Oh, okay. And I say that in YouTube video too. Like I've watched a lot, but I had never played. Um, and I was absolutely shitting myself um playing it like just an absolute wuss oh my gosh every little creak and crack that happened in the house i was like i'm getting out of here um but the the ghost that so i i played through the training first and i think it kind of forced me to i couldn't actually hit play until i went through the training module okay Um, which takes place in that like suburban house it's like tanglewood street um and they say the ghost can't hurt you but it just teaches you how to find the ghost and use the different tools and then I went back to that house and played my first game, um, and it ended up being a Revenant. Um, hmm. Was um, which they the description for the ghost is like it attacks indiscriminately, and um, it's not going to discriminate between you or you. That's <laughs> true. The options and the one person, um, and that it moves faster when hunting, um, but if you hide from it, it moves slower. Um, yeah, so when they say hide, I mean, like, do you just, like, are you expected to just, like, run in a closet or something? Yep. Yeah, or into a room, close the door, um, that kind of stuff. And, oh, and I don't didn't realize speak, that. Because the ghost can hear you as well. Yeah, the problem when I got hunted, uh, I mean, I obviously knew it was coming for me, but it was right in the uh, foyer. And so I was just standing at the corner because I didn't realize when the hunt starts that the front door locks. So I was like, oh, I'll just run oh. out the front door. And, uh, yeah, that trap failed pretty poorly when, uh, the hunt starts, the front door locked. And then I was like, wait, the door's locked. And then I turn around and see the thing and I'm like, wow, I'm dead for sure. I, I think that's a more pure experience though, because if you were ghost hunting, you wouldn't know like, ah, the, the door will lock during yeah. the hunting sequence. So that's a pretty, that's a raw reaction right there. I mean, I didn't, I didn't play through the tutorial at all and then essentially knew nothing other than like how to pick up the item. That was pretty much all I got told. So if you if you didn't correctly set the setting um, to for it to pick up the mic that you're using too, it, it it might not have defaulted and it might not have been reacting to your voice in game. I definitely well. was reacting to the voice, but I don't know if it was picking up through my because um, it uses like your Windows default, right? So I didn't know if it was trying to pick up through. I, I think by default, it seems like Windows tries to pick up through my USB webcam and not my. Oh yeah yeah. Um, but it should still be able to hear my voice. I mean, it still picks up. It just sounds worse, but I doubt that they care. <laughs> like, we're not listening to this terrible, terrible audio quality. quality. Um, but yeah, overall, definitely a good game. Fun to play. Would recommend. We'll probably play it again pretty soon here. Because, yeah, good time. So, Tech news! I got nothing. Other than you sold your RAM, I guess that's tech news. Uh, AMD had its oh, showcase yeah. for um, L graphics cards. We hang out too frequently and talk too much about this stuff that I forget that that even that seemed like so long ago. I forgot yeah. that it's only been this week. Yeah, it happened. the The event started the same time last week's episode debuted. That is true. Um, and tweets live tweeting from Maxwell Lewis Gaming. So be sure to follow him on Twitter 
for those at m lewis gaming on on the old tweets oh sorry 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 um ml standing for ml and <laughs> not maxwell <laughs> lewis um but yeah, so the they 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 did effectively a, a mic drop on Nvidia. Um, but the problem is, as we alluded to in last week's episode, we don't know what the ray tracing performance will be, and we don't know if they have a DLSS competitor or how good it will be if they have a competitor. Um, but as far as raw rasterization performance, they certainly um kind of kicked nvidia's butt um there which is nice because they've never been competitive with nvidia in that way they they the 6800 xt competes directly with the 3080 um is essentially neck and neck slightly better in some games slightly worse in other games um but it's 50 dollars cheaper at 649 um they have the 6800 non xt which on average they quote 18 percent better than the 2080 ti um in raw rasterization performance wait and the 3080 competitor is 649 yeah i as the 38 i thought the 3080 was 800 not 700 no it's 699 oh okay continue <laughs> um and so that is priced at 579 so 80 bucks more than the 3070 will be but the 3070 is like more or less equal to the 2080 ti so you're getting the 18 percent bump of performance plus whatever $80 of 500 percentage wise is um, but very similar, like close to like 16%. I, 16, yeah. 18%. I think I, it seems worth it. Um, well, I mean, it, you don't it, want it's a similar price to for rasterization. Yeah. It seems worth it. Um, and then they were like, and one more thing. And then the 69, nice hundred XT. Um, <laughs> Sorry, mom <laughs> is the 3090 competitor. Um, and again, goes neck to neck with it in rasterization performance, um, but comes in at a super affordable price of nine ninety nine. Um, in comparison to the thirty ninety, literally. So. Yes, a, a joke. It, it's still expensive, but the thirty ninety is fifteen hundred dollars, um, and the sixty nine hundred XT is only a thousand dollars. So even if it has worse, um, like ray tracing DLSS performance, it's probably still going to be amazing bang for the buckaroni um so that's pretty exciting we'll we'll see what comes out like rumors are saying that nvidia has like 33 percent ish better ray tracing performance blah 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 stuff like that but with how little ray tracing is still integrated into newer games especially most people looking for an upgrade if it has some kind of ray tracing i don't think they're going to give a crap aroni yeah um, and then it'll come down to availability. Like the competition is awesome. So like if you if you can't get something from Nvidia, it's not like you don't have other options. You have AMD and vice versa. Um, so yeah, you said that uh, what a hundred and thousand, hundred and thousand, <laughs> hundred thousand units got canceled or whatever. Their orders were canceled. Yeah, so, supposedly um, a, a an absolute butt ton of Nvidia like RTX cards. Vendor. Yeah, were were canceled after the AMD event. Um, so that's pretty hype for AMD. So right now AMD is holding the CPU gaming crown and will is now at least competitive with nvidia on the gpu front and they also announced um i forget what they call it like smart share or some crap like that where if you have the new amd 5000 series cpu and an amd mm. 6000 series gpu mm-hmm. the cpu can directly access the memory of the gpu and it nets anywhere from like a on average probably four to five percent performance bump um but 
one game, I think Forza Horizon 4, had like a 13% performance bump um, with that. So now they're giving, because they're the only manufacturer to have both a CPU and GPU um, for gaming. I mean, technically Intel does GPU like integrated stuff, but they're, they're finally leveraging that uh, platform dominance there. Um, that's pretty cool. Mm. that's probably the biggest thing uh ps5 will be coming out um in under two weeks now almost a is that no that's right almost two weeks a little less than two weeks now yeah it's november 12th so yeah i can do math um but i did just get the new ps5 headset um delivered yesterday to my apartment um likely going to do some unboxing of the new accessories i'm getting and posting to maxwell lewis gaming on youtube so stay tuned for that he's not a tech Um, tuber though i'm not a tech tuber i want to be very clear um i don't care about tech at all no this is not tech news this is dumb news that's that's true i don't know how he got there but um but i should also be getting the new dual sense controller um in the next uh few days here as well um so try to do unboxings of those before I get the PS5 um, when that comes out. So pretty hypey, pretty hypey. Um, so pretty stoked for that. Um, on, as I suspected, I think in the last video as well, um, people are, have now officially unboxed the retail packaging of the PS5, um, and so some reviews of like what's in the box, what it looks like, size and stuff have come out. In a surprise, absolutely no one. It's a behemoth. It's gigantic. Um, size of this table if not larger honestly I mean, and heavier <laughs> i don't know how you're gonna get it into an apartment um to, to help all of the viewers visualize um the desk its legs <laughs> i thought are we gonna f- say i thought you were gonna talk about the ps5 not the desk <laughs> <laughs> um the legs are four by fours um so just just to give you a, a hint at how chonky this boy 20 is. 28 inch legs and then it's what like a two it's a two by four roughly um two feet by four feet tabletop probably maybe like an inch thick yeah i think they're all like three quarter inch yeah because i forgot when we were making it i forgot the old like uh any length that it says on the thing it's either like widths are always just a little bit shorter and lengths are always a little bit longer yeah who decided the nomenclature for freaking lumber wasn't going to be accurate I mean, that's why, like I said, when we were going to Home Home Depot, I was like, I'm going to bring the sheet of paper to try to do it. But even then, I forgot a bunch of stuff that is definitely common knowledge when you're buying uh, the wood. But yeah, definitely, you would expect if they're going to label something as for dimensions that it would be accurate. But I guess that's just our, like, yeah, especially too, when much, you're building with too much time and inconvenience and engineering to just like have all the dimensions always. So And they, they had the, what, like five and, or five, five fourths by four or whatever yeah size um wood and so they do get granular enough to accurately depict the size of the wood but they're just like nah two by four but it's actually like one and three quarter by like 12 inches oops i feel the salt dude i'm yeah i'm very salty it's just it's upsetting i know but it's also just a fact of the industry so it is it's chonky boy don't buy lumber it's a conspiracy they're out to get you um, unless it's from the lumber yard in iowa that's true get or up. big girls but uh yeah i think i think that's about all i got for the old tech newsy boy sounds good dude all right well we can uh jump in the games i suppose 
since that's theoretically what we're here to do. Theoretically. So uh, yet again, we got four new games that we will put in the description per uh, some requests from our podcast listeners. We appreciate all of you. Yeah, the, thank you for the feedback. The uh, like six people that listen to our podcast, I really appreciate it. Maybe that's even a little aggressive of an estimate, but I, I think it might it's, be I think close. it's more than six. I think we get we get uh, seven. <laughs> I mean, the real question is if we get any randos, but you guys haven't said anything, so. But please do. We we want to hear from you. Are you Canadian? Especially like Canadian <laughs> randos, yeah. So today I'll be talking about uh, Portal 2 and then Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. It is a pretty juicy matchup in my eyes. Um, but we'll, uh, I guess we'll, we will find out who comes on top by listening. We both will find out. Even I don't know yet. By viewing. That's true. By viewing. We, will, we are hoping with this table set up to start recording and post on the youtube uh so if you guys want to see our beautiful faces hopefully sometime in the future i'm not even going to put a rough date on it because it could be <laughs> decades from now at this point but hopefully soon so get hyped so portal 2 uh puzzle platform game released on april 19th 2011 it's developed and published by valve uh, using the Source Engine, which is Valve's engine, so also used to create the Half-Life games, Gary's Mod, other Portal games, Team Fortress 2, Left 4 Dead, and CSGO, and Dota 2. Uh, God, Valve, Valve has some bangers in their catalog. No, for sure. That's why I wanted to mention it. Like, I, they, they heavily mod the engine based on the game that they're doing. That was definitely like a big thing when I was reading about it. Is it, it does require a lot of mods, but yeah, their catalog is pretty insane, and they definitely use a lot of the same base source it sounds like for it so yeah go go valve for having a kind of ridiculous catalog especially a lot of really cool classic-y games too that just like each of those games i think has a huge fan base and csgo and dota 2 are obviously two of the largest online games uh on the market right now outside of what probably like league and uh overwatch those are really the only other two major yeah i mean call of duty like modern warfare like warzone crap I suppose. I mean, it definitely gets hype, but it doesn't have like a, because the Call of Duty just like, you know, cycles every year. I feel like it's not persistent, you know, like League is done, League's about to be hitting its like 11th year or something like that, not including uh, Alpha and Beta. I'm not sure if they had an Alpha or not, but. That's hype. Not including theirs. Yeah. So it just, those titles, like CSGO has definitely persisted obviously a lot longer and will persist a lot longer than Call of Duty, any iteration will. Um, got a 95 out of 100 on Metacritic. Very good score. Yeah, very good game. I enjoyed it a lot. That's why it's on the list, and that's why Review it's also over. <laughs> that's why it's also on the tier two. Since we're now on the tier two, we finally made it out of the tier one. Yeah, which is nice because now I'm on games that I'm either a little more familiar with or a little more uh, intimate to the heart. Because yeah, some of the games we talked about, I was like, man, I haven't played this in 15 years. Classic Oliver game review. I haven't played this game forever. Apparently, I'm not a gamer anymore. It, it was a good. It was a good history of games we've played. You understand where we came from, and you understand some of the games we played. We didn't like that much. Maybe we did. Like the Crew Two. The only game we didn't like was the Crew Two. <laughs> so yeah, it is. Uh, it's a game made by Valve. You there's a single player and a multiplayer campaign, and I will be straight and forthcoming and say that i actually have only played the multiplayer campaign and have not actually played the single player yet are they different i did not realize but yes they are different Uh so in the single player you play as shell who was the protagonist in portal one um and then in the co-op campaign you play as either atlas or peabody 
who literally Peabody, I'm pretty sure, is like looks like a, a freaking potato, essentially. <laughs> um, potatoes are definitely like a thing in Portal. I don't know why, but I'm assuming it's supposed to be a potato body for Peabody. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, the I mean, to me, the highlight of it. The, the, well, the, the co-op campaign takes place after the events of the single-player campaign, but you don't have to beat the single-player campaign in order to play the co-op campaign. Um, Gameplay-wise, there is no falling height penalty, but uh, there's plenty of like bottomless pits or uh, toxic pools, laser beams, and just there's a bunch of environmental hazards that'll kill you. And you're essentially going stage to stage trying to get from point A to point B. So there'll be like a door... Or something that you're just trying to get to. Sometimes there's like switches that you have to put blocks on to open the door. Or the door is in like a very difficult to reach location. So the big the big thing of Portal, and why it's called Portal, is you're using the Aperture Science handheld portal device. Which allows you to create two portals. So you shoot like a blue and then an orange portal. And when you walk through one portal, you go through the other portal. So using that, you can get to like difficult to reach places. You know, if there's, you don't have like a, I don't think you have a jump. And if you do, you almost never use it there's a couple of times you definitely have a jump but you, you barely use it <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh so yeah you can use that to like you know get from like level like what like story one to story two or something like that um or you can use you the momentum that you have persists while you're going through portals so you'll sometimes like shoot a portal on the ground and then jump off a high place and then like go through one portal and then come out flying through the other portal to launch you up so Lots of it's it's just like a very unique um, approach, I guess, to puzzle games, and just makes it really interesting trying to like debug or like figure out how you're gonna solve all of these problems given the tools that you have. They also uh, introduce later in the games they'll have gels that you can spray on different surfaces. Portals and gels both they can only be sprayed on or like put on certain surfaces. Like gels, you can't put if there's like a grate or something on the floor. You can't put gels because they go through the grate. Like they try to keep it at least oh, semi-realistic. Okay. Yeah. And then some places you aren't able to put your portal. So orange gels allow you to move faster. Blue gels is like a, a freaking bounce house on steroids. And then the white gel makes it so that you can shoot portals on that surface if you weren't originally allowed to shoot portals on the surface. Portals you can only shoot on like matte white flat surfaces. That's the only place. So there's times where they'll, they'll have like the floor be like gray or something like that. And then you know that you can't put a portal there. Uh, other, I guess, gameplay elements. There's a, I just enjoy these names a lot. The thermal discouragement beams, which are lasers. <laughs> and then the uh, excursion funnels, which are tractor beams and then light bridges. And all of these will go through your portals. So a, a lot of the, I guess, bases or backgrounds of the game, like Portal 1, there was essentially like this testing laboratory where um aperture science was conducting experiments on human subjects to see if they could navigate these dangerous test chambers and that was persisting until this ai named glados killed all of the employees so the first game uh chell ends up destroying glados and escapes the facility only at the very last second to be dragged back inside by a mysterious figure portal 2 single player campaign starts and you wake up as chell and GLaDOS is still destroyed and deactivated, so you're like trying to now re-escape essentially the Aperture Science facility, and you're being guided through by another essentially AI named Wheatley. Hmm. And then as you're going through, 
uh, you accidentally end up reactivating GLaDOS, and then it's kind of the ensuing Oops. events after that. <laughs> yeah, so GLaDOS is pretty funny. Really, all of their characters, they do a really good job. That's definitely one thing that's, like, reviewed very well with them is their character development. And, like, even in the co-op campaign, like, you'll get out of a stage and the AI voice that's kind of guiding you through it will just... It's, like, the sassiest and snarkiest possible reviews that you get after doing a stage. And I'm pretty sure, like, the voice prompts, like, alter based on how well you performed in that stage. Like, how fast you went through and how many times you died. So, like, if you're, like, really messing up or something... Then it's going to be like, wow, you really suck at this game. Probably should uninstall. I mean, maybe not that harsh, but it is pretty funny. All right, I need a sip of water. My, my voice is already hurting. Um, perfect. The uh, pl- the story, it, it, the, I think the single player and the multiplayer both take about six hours each to play through. So definitely one of the complaints about the game, at least from consumer eyes, is the length of the game. And also, I didn't know this before, but Portal games are linked to the Half-Life game. So Portal OG takes place between Half-Life 1 and Half-Life 2, where Portal 2 takes like or takes place significantly after the Portal and Half-Life games. So, yeah, that's pretty much, I guess, a, a good chunky of the background. There were some interesting... Uh, studies that happened with portal 2 there was a 2016 study that demonstrated that portal 2 puzzle maker could be used as a measure of fluid intelligence and that uh 2014 study found that portal 2 can improve problem solving skills spatial skills and persistence for designated tasks which i guess maybe just says that gamers are like sadomasochist or whatever it is and just (laughs) really like to induce self-torture 2017 study found that commercial video games, such as Portal 2, can increase communication, adaptability, and resourcefulness. So when you play Portal 2, you're not only investing in fun, but you're also investing in yourself. Wow. I know. Uh, Incredibly well-received, obviously got 95 out of 100. Didn't really see or find very many just straight-up criticisms of the game, other than, I guess, like I said, consumers didn't like the length of the game. A lot of people really enjoyed the writing and voice acting, as I kind of alluded to earlier, gameplay elements and cooperative problem solving. So I was looking for just another co-op game to play at the time with a friend that lives in, I believe, Arizona right now. And we started playing Portal 2 and it was, I mean, it was just so fun. It, It is a phenomenal game to play with someone else. Really interesting problem slash puzzle solving. So yeah, definitely would recommend if you're looking for a game to play with someone else. Hopefully, since the story is so short, by the time that uh, we if we if we end up talking about this game, I'm hoping to go through and play the single player if it ends up moving on to the next stage. So that way I can talk a little bit about the single player. Will it move on? <laughs> That's the <laughs> <Who> question. <laughs> um, and then other game, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. You've heard it. You love it. We all do. It is a role-playing game released on July 15th, 2003 for the Xbox, which is the platform I played it on. I might have played it on 360, but point is I played it on an Xbox platform. They're <laughs> yeah. all It's one ecosystem, man. That's true. <laughs> yeah. Developed by BioWare and published by LucasArts uh, on the Odyssey engine, which is just BioWare's engine, and was used for the sequel of the game as well as Jade Empire, which Wikipedia made it sound like Jade Empire was some cool shit and i've never heard of it in my life and really don't care about it i like looked at it for like a hot second i was like it sounds like a mobile game it does and that's not a compliment for sure (laughs) 
See the 94 out of 100 on Metacritic, so we already Ooh. know who's going to win. Wow. I know. It's, uh, it's a spicy one. Even Metacritic agrees this is a spicy matchup. So gameplay-wise, you choose from three base characters, and then there's also later you can choose from three Jedi subclasses. And as I talked about in the last one, this has the, you have like skill stats and then also feats, and then you later have force powers. So every time you level up, you get to put points in each of these classes or like skill trees, whatever you want to call them. There's turn-based combat in the game, which I normally don't like, but this one I found rather enjoyable. Also, just any Star Wars universe game, I always find enjoyable. I just, Star Wars is cool. Don't forget it. Especially Battlefront 2. <laughs> that is true. I love that game. I actually don't think I ever played Battlefront 2. I, I should specify, I was being sarcastic and referencing the more recent, like, 2018 yeah, one. Not the, not, the, one. not the good one. <laughs> um, but you can set the combat to never auto-pause to give the illusion of real-time combat, but that is, like... That's hard to do because you generally want to queue up like the right spells and stuff like that. And the amount of time that you have to like be queuing up abilities and stuff, you can have two other companions. So like you can have the companions like auto do stuff. But as always, it's like the auto things that they do are rarely ever what you want them or think that they should do. So like you'll set it for a little bit and they'll be like, wait, no, you literally lost us that fight. Need to, need to take control. So I normally don't have the stop the auto pause feature <laughs> enabled however you want to Stop word it the auto buzz um yeah there's also well part okay so party members there's just lots of things about this game that as i mentioned again last time since i already talked about it, i'll try to keep it brief but lots of things like the level up system which were kind of common for the time but i thought that knights of the old republic just did it really well and also felt like it was kind of early for the skill tree i guess to be in effect like the scope of the game as i mentioned last time the game feels really huge it's a pretty long story especially especially for 2003 right that's when it was released that, yeah yeah i remember i remember what i said like five minutes ago uh rpg style gaming really enjoyed that hadn't played many rpgs up until that point like if, it feels like kind of like a like a baby fallout or something like that mm. so just I, I really liked it it felt pretty uh not not super far ahead of its time but definitely like on a good like it was a good entry i guess for the upcoming games that we play there's also other mini games that you can play so there's swoop racing which is like well you know one of those i, I forgot like anakin does the racing or something oh, like pod that racing yeah it's yeah. it's similar to pod racing uh there's also like if you're flying from planet to planet sometimes you'll get intercepted by the baddies and you have to man a turret to shoot them down and they have because again, might as well just keep alluding to all the games that just stole off of this, or this game stole off of, in certain cases. But this has a card game, Pazak, which made me immediately think of Gwent. Uh, oh. So, but Pazak is pretty similar to Blackjack. So Gwent, Gwent feels maybe a little more original than just copying Blackjack and calling it Pazak. But oh no, what did I? Okay, there we go. I know how to use Linux. <laughs> uh. Plot takes uh, place approximately 4,000 years before the rise of the Galactic Empire, and there's a baddie, of course, Darth Malak, who has unleashed a Sith armada against the Republic, and then you are just a lone soldier in the Republic. You wake on a ship, the Ender Spire, which is under attack from Malak's forces. You meet Trask Olgo, 
who helps you escape the ship, and then as you're like getting pretty close to escaping the ship, you run into the Sith Lord, Trask sacrifice himself, and you're sobbing already because you only met this guy five minutes ago, but it's supposed to be an intense moment. It really wasn't that intense. And then just as you're about to escape, you run into Cartho Nassi, who joins you. For the rest of the story, you guys get in like a skate pod and shoot down to a local planet. And that's kind of where the game picks up, I guess, and then just proceeds from there. You later like end up obviously from the Jedi thing, you turn into a Jedi. It turns out you're not just a regular soldier, yada yada. Normally you're playing a video game and you end up being an important character, shockingly. Uh, the reason I was, Maxwell was asking why I was looking up Halo Combat Evolved, the Ender Spire sequence just felt so much like Halo Combat Evolved for a sequence. I mean, you're on a ship that is blowing up, it is under attack, and then you like escape on this pod and the pod crashes and like everyone is dead or unconscious, right? And there's just one dude who manages to make it out alive and save everyone that is still alive. So felt super rippy from that. And then the, I guess like feet or level up sequence, as I kind of said, Fallout at three, and I also played Oblivion at the time. So it felt like that kind of maybe influenced those games or at least was somewhat of a predecessor in terms of gaming chronology that I experienced at least. Maybe maybe this was like a well-polished thing at the time. I'm just saying what I experienced, so. it's all that matters. Uh, 2007, the plot twist in Knights of the Old Republic that I will not discuss here because it's a plot twist and that would ruin the game, um, was ranked number two in Game Informer's list of top 10 plot twists of all time. So you know it's the juice when it gets that. And it is also part of Xbox Platinum Series. Uh, which is for sales in excess of 1 million units. And then apparently plot elements from the game are also referenced in the TV show Star Wars Rebels, which I hadn't heard of. Oh. Maybe heard of. I don't know. I watched some... I watched, like, the Clone Wars, but I don't think I watched any other Star Wars TV shows. There's there's so much Star Wars stuff out there. I It feels really... Yeah, it feels, like, crazy monopolized or whatever you want to call it. You know, like, it's definitely... there's. So much content and media being produced from it. I still haven't watched Mandalorian, which I've been... Same. I guess meaning to watch. I just got a recommendation pretty recently from a coworker to watch it. So maybe I'll end up checking it out. my Disney Plus subscription is ending too. (laughs) Oh man, so then there's no way to watch it at this point. But yeah, so that is a a quick rundown of both those games, as we normally do on our weekly review of said games. So uh, why did you play them? Great question. Portal 2, I Portal 2 is just like a goat of a goat of a goat. I mean, the amount of times that you hear like Portal 2 is a phenomenal game, just like the Half-Life games. So I've been interested for a while playing, tried playing in college with a friend and we couldn't figure out how to get the co-op to work. I don't, I think at the time I was trying to run it on a, <laughs> I literally think at the time I was trying to run it on a Linux system or something like that and it just was not working at all. So ended up not playing it until maybe like a year ago it was definitely since i moved out to the east coast that i played it and then uh knights of the old republic I'm, my brother just brought it in the casa just went from there so the old bro i know very influential non-surprisingly when you have an older brother who just like actually is cognizant enough to purchase games while i'm just like a consumer a literally mindless consumer at that age also i i think i'm the friend who you tried to play portal 2 with because we at least did it. We were trying to get it on my PC, but we couldn't get we try- the the controls wouldn't work for two people. Like there was one like up and down axis that wouldn't work for the second player. Yeah, so I tried playing with Mitch while I was still in the 522 South Clinton, and then we tried playing another time as well. And then I finally played with Paul. 
but yeah, no, that's like, I, I've tried multiple times with multiple people. Like it is just, it just never works out for some reason. I don't know why I struggled so much, but Paul and I had zero issues when we were setting it up. So I really <laughs> don't know why both iterations before I had such issues, but definitely been wanting to play. Um, yeah. So I guess, uh, I'm very interested. Wait, let, let me, maybe, maybe we try predicting who, uh, what, what game the other person's going to choose. I mean, I, I knew before I actually started talking. I, I, I feel like you kind of alluded to Portal 2 being your choice, but. So I put the caveat in there. Yeah, I think you're going to choose Portal 2. Yeah, for sure. I put the yeah. caveat to keep you guys on your toes, <laughs> but uh, I figure uh, I'll play through the single player so that way next time we get to the next tier, I'll have something to talk about. Because that's what we care about. We don't care about actually figuring out the top game. We just want to deliver the best content to the, the, the viewers, <laughs> as we love to say. So, so yeah, it will be Portal 2. I do love Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. It is a game that I frequently want to go back and play. But not surprisingly, I barely allocate any time to play any game that I want to. So other than <laughs> League of Legends, let's be honest. I mean, at this point, uh, if I'm playing League, it's like either Saturday night or I'm practicing for the Clash team, so I really don't even play that much recreationally anymore. Because when you play for the Clash team, it's serious. You don't fuck around with that. So yeah, it'll be Portal 2. That'll move on. Those, those are my games. My, my throat hurts. Well, good news is... Your turn. <laughs> my throat don't hurt at all, baby! It's gonna get loud up in here! Um, I had one more tech news thing <laughs> to bring up. Tech news uh, intermission. Um, we just got a live update. <laughs> a uh, MIT researchers have developed a neural network that, with impressive accuracy, can determine if you have COVID nineteen based on your cough, the sound of your cough. And they pre previous uh, they they have had similar things like this in the past to like look at pneumonia, asthma, stuff like that. So the the technology isn't entirely new, um, but in their initial study, with ninety eight point five percent accuracy, determined um, people that had active COVID symptoms correctly, and with one hundred percent accuracy, determined asymptomatic. COVID cases, hmm. um, which is just kind of crazy. I, I didn't look up the details of how many people were involved in the study, um, but it, it was an MIT study. You can go look it up if you're interested in learning more. Um, and Carnegie Mellon is also developing a, a similar type app that does, um, I think it it's actually based on how like your voice and when you're speaking, um, determining the the changes in the sound of your voice and, and if you have it um so in the near future we may be able to um talk and cough into our phone to determine if we have COVID 19 and huge caveat they they say it's not meant to be a diagnostic tool but to help um like if you especially for me and i think maybe a lot of people now you get a little cough and you're like oh no <laughs> i have COVID, um, but it can kind of help you like a lot of people especially asymptomatic you don't get tested because you don't have the symptoms you don't know but if you can easily determine if you may have it and then go get tested to get confirmation it may help us kind of crack down on some of the the spread crack down three yeah did they say anything about like what their setup was when they were testing it because 
I don't know if like the, you know, the, if they tested it with only like one microphone or something like that, right? Like every microphone that you're going to use is going to give you a different audio profile and stuff like that. So yeah, it, it all, all like I know is it's based on previous tech that they, they use for like pneumonia and asthma and stuff like that. And so I, I think there's enough data out there that there's some relative, um, like, I, I don't know what you call backup validity to what they're doing. But like I said, I, I haven't looked at the, the details of the study. So huge grain of salt. Um, very interesting and cool to think about tech doing that. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. The, the idea behind it is like doing it through an app, both with the Carnegie Mellon and I think also MIT. Um, so, so something on your phone. And I think it takes a baseline and compares so that I okay. think that's that's how they kind of take away the microphone quality um, argument. Like it, 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 it's relative, not a like absolute. Yeah, the baseline microphone. <laughs> yeah. I not mean, like our million dollar setup here at Mo Video Games. I mean, it, like it makes sense. The the issue mostly that I experienced when I was trying to do sound recording with phone applications, I was trying to monitor sound, and sound is a lot harder to get accurate because figuring out you know what i guess essentially electrical signal maps to what decibel yeah. rating right that's that's a lot harder but if you're just looking at i guess characteristics of the waveform instead then i'm sure you could do some basic dip or <laughs> digital image processing but basic <laughs> digital signal processing to probably remove a lot of the confounding features of that waveform in order to try to extract that data but yeah definitely cool uh i definitely try it out i'd also see if i could like even if I didn't think I had it, I would try to see if I could like get it to trigger and say that I had it. You know what I'm saying? Like to <laughs> 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 change your cough and oh, that's it. that's interesting. But yeah, very cool. Yeah, it, it's cool. It kind of relates back to the research you did too. That's yeah. Back when I had a good job, rip in peace. Good thing my employer doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um, just kidding. I love my job. Every day I wake up blessed, not only to be with my cat but to have my job. So. Hashtag blessed, baby. That's true. All right. Well, we're going to continue the trend of some very... You can see every time I clicked. That right there was <laughs> So to continue the trend of some very exciting matchups, I also, as I was going through, found a lot of similarities between these two games, um, both in rating, actors time of release get excited Ooh. we we're in the good matchups now baby um so the two games this week are the crew two and the, the crew, crew one. Two. <laughs> oh, well yeah both lose <laughs> the crew one was definitely better than the crew two that i feel good about i i played a little bit of the crew one when i was still living with uh colton and i enjoyed that a lot more than i ever enjoy the crew too to be fair i do i feel like i should go back to the crew too and try playing it at least for like a couple hours again just to see if maybe it wasn't as bad as i got but the the couple hour sampling that i had was literally like uninstall levels of inspiring just drive the boats man that's all i got yeah drive the boats and do the do the plane don't don't do the driving maybe do the motorbikes too that's a, i do like bikes in those games i, I, I like i like bikey bikes all right, what are the games? Infamous Second Son and Far Cry 4. Also, if we've talked about Infamous Second Son and you remember that, let us know when we talked about it because we were trying to figure out, we definitely talked about it on this podcast to both of our knowledges. Yeah, right? I, I think you were right. In in some talk of 
like platinum, platinum. games. Yeah. Um, it I, I have a feeling it was one of the first. Um, Jojo, are you kidding me? One of the first. That was Maxwell, and definitely not the cat, by the way. <laughs> one of the first podcasts um, that we released, um, we talked about it. But yeah, it, let us know if you remember what it was. I just you, you'll get that, a prize. I thought that you explained it like not super in depth, but like pretty in depth. I thought you were going through like the morality system and stuff like that. Yeah, but I, I guess it's a game maybe, I'm very hypey about. Yeah, maybe that was just because uh, you have to go through both the platinum, and, right? So maybe that's why you're explaining it, but. Yeah, we both we both at least perceive that we talked about it in the past. I mean, for sure, us have talked about it. Whether or not we've talked about it in a recorded setting is a different story. But the good news is, I have way more details than last time, and they are exciting. Sit back, relax, buckle up, because it's gonna be wild. <laughs> relax, because it's gonna be wild ride, baby. All right, infamous second son, action adventure game developed by Sucker Punch Productions. Oh man, if you haven't heard of them, they're they crazy. Are Famous for the Sly Cooper series, as well as the Infamous series, and most recently, PS4 exclusive Ghost of Tsushima, which looks gorgeous. I have been waiting to get it until I get the PS5, um, because I want the full experience. Um, mostly, actually, I don't. I I don't know why I was waiting. I mean, the the, the PS4 is a jet engine fan noise um and so i would like to play it on a not jet engine yeah yours was really loud console and that's that's a common complaint common complaint which is why the ps5 is so large is because they were like we are going to tackle the cooling problem Uh with brute force and if you go watch the ps5 teardown video the heat sink is like half of the console um it is the console the chassis is a heat sink it's just it is designed for airflow and to get a lot of it through there. Um, so they're trying to prevent the issues of jet engine cooling noises that they had before. But yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, um, gorgeous game, has gotten great reviews. Um, so that's Sucker Punch Studios, um, and it was published by Sony Computer Entertainment as a PS4 exclusive. So. That's why Sony published it. Um, released back in March of 2014. So this was um, just after, uh, a few months after the PS4 released initially. Hmm. So Infamous Second Son is the third game in the series, despite Second Son implying that it is the second game in the series. Um, I, I, I don't have confirmation on this, but this game, so the first two games follow protagonist Cole, um, and this a new protagonist in this game. So I think that is... There's a little bit of rebirth in the series as well. So I think that's largely why they went with the second son name. Um, but you play as protagonist Delson Rowe, who is played by Troy Baker. Very famous voice actor. He um, is Joel in The Last of Us. Mm. Um, he is Sam Drake, the brother of Nathan Drake mm. in Uncharted 4. Um, he... And uh, does some other stuff as well. Um, hmm. oh, <laughs> but very good. He is, yeah, he's he's a great voice actor. At least for Joel, for sure, he definitely slays it. And uh, spoiler, he plays a character in Far Cry Four that I will talk about as well. Um, but yeah, great great voice actor. He's the protagonist, and you are fighting the Department of Unified Protection or DUP in the city of Seattle. 
So the, the idea behind the Infamous series is that it's like about superheroes and they're called conduits. And essentially what that means is as a conduit, like you have superpowers over like some kind of material. Um, so in this particular game, there's like concrete, smoke, neon, and video, um, which is, is kind of a crazy one. Video um, is a material. It is a material. Um, but you can manipulate them to help you like move around the environment. You can weaponize them. Um, it's much easier to visualize weaponizing like concrete and like pulling up concrete out of the ground and throwing it at your enemies. Um, that's that's some Avatar: Last Airbender shit right there, bro. That just that's just tough. Yeah, pretty much. Tough. Yeah, um, it's yeah, it's a modern Avatar <laughs> essentially. Um, and so in the in the last game, um, Infamous Two, Cole um, sacrifices himself and ends up killing himself and a lot of the conduits to prevent this plague um, outbreak. And so there's a few conduits remaining. So the government forms the. Uh, what did I call it? The Department of Unified Protection to hunt down and capture the rest of the conduits because they view them as a threat to society. Um, and so the game starts out, you as Delson Rowe um, are just a normal dude. and As always. You, you Your brother Reggie um, is a sheriff of the town um, near uh, Seattle where you are based. Um, and and he, your, your brother is constantly arresting you for doing graffiti and all the hoodlum things you do uh, <laughs> and while he he just picked you up for another th- dumb thing you were doing and this prison bus crashes mm. and and it was a dup bus and three conduits escape but what one of the conduits is still in the bus and you don't realize these are conduits you run up to them and pull drag them out of the bus to save them and all of a sudden you absorb the smoke powers of this conduit and that's when you realize that um, Delson Rowe is one of the most powerful conduits in having power mimicry. So he can absorb the abilities of other conduits. Of course. So not not unique. So most other conduits are just like smoke conduit, concrete conduit, etc. So, so you are the avatar. Yeah, you, you are the avatar. Like we said, modern avatar. I didn't realize the connection, but that's, that's actually pretty accurate. Um, there's probably lots of other like... Just avatar. Uh, yeah, okay. Yep, yep. Avatar, baby. Um, but you, that's when you realize you're a conduit. You didn't know you're a conduit before this. Um, and so then the, the the big mean lady who's in charge of the DUP is actually a conduit herself, and she's a concrete conduit. Um, and she, you you are you have Native American heritage, and you're on a reservation. And after the the smoke conduit escapes, she comes and like questions you and stuff, and feels that you're hiding something, and she she knocks you unconscious. And like tortures all of your um, fellow reservation people trying to get information um, and leaves little concrete parts and pieces in everyone, causing them to slowly die. And you realize that the only way to save them is to get the concrete power um, that she has. So the driving force of the game is you are going and trying to um, get to her, get the concrete power so you can go back and save um, all your family and friends. So she's like the only concrete conduit. That, that we know of because okay, con- there are very few conduits left and most if not all of them are captured and held at a very highly secure location so you can't you can't just like post an ad on craigslist yo need a need a concrete i mean conduit. sure but breaking into a prison seems easier than getting to the head of the dub i i think that's where she is and this is um, like a like super like offshore um on the water like incredibly militarized prison built to contain conduits 
Um, so you, so no concrete, no, don't, no concrete anywhere <laughs> and no video. Um, but, but that's the driving force behind the game. And, and along the way you get introduced to the other two, um, people who escaped the other two conduits, one of which controls neon. Um, and her character, Abigail Fetch is played by Laura Bailey, who plays Abby in the last of us part two. Mm-hmm. Mm, the connections get deeper she also plays nadine in uncharted 4 and uncharted the lost legacy mm. so, yet another famous voice actor make sure there's no gap in sound right there <laughs> um yeah another, another famous voice actor in there and then the, the the other conduit um is like a does is the video conduit so you, you, the smoke neon and uh video conduit are, are the the first three and then concrete is the one that like the dup is known for um and i i think you find out later that they actually like imbue a lot of their soldiers with the concrete conduit power as well um so you can put powers in the people i think i i don't have a lot of uh, uh, activity on the on the lore um behind that um seems us yeah it do seem sus. My report. It, it, the whole thing is sus. It's a conspiracy. It's a governmental That's conspiracy. True. Um, but yeah, so the 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 whole the the team sucker punch um, was giving a lot of feedback during the design of the PS4. So they started the development of this game as the PS4 was in development, and they were as PlayStation does with a lot of their like main first party studio developers is get feedback about what do you want in the next console, and so the PS3 is infamous for its cell architecture, which was notoriously difficult to develop for. Um, and so with the release of the PS4, they switched back to X, or maybe not back to, but they started using the x86 computer-like architecture, um, which made it much easier to develop for. Um, and so they were very happy with that. So they were able to hit a very high level of graphical fidelity, even though it was the beginning of a new generation where typically it takes years to learn the console before you can really get um, high graphics for it. Um, but they that's that's largely the reason they chose some of the certain powers like neon and videos they really wanted to and smoke, like push the particle effects that they could do on the PS4, um, make it much more fluid than the previous games, make it absolutely gorgeous, um, which is pretty cool. And so as we talk about like with the new DualSense controller for the PS5, and like, man, most developers probably aren't going to use the cool features or like do much with them. But like the first party studios are definitely going to be encouraged by Sony to really integrate the features and, and use them, um, which makes sense. Like when that's the only platform you're developing for, you can invest development resources in the specific thing to that console. Um, but with the PS4, um, so that they have the the gyroscope accelerometer thing in it that it's the six axis system so in kind of similar yeah imu inertial measurement (laughs) unit there we go um that as you're moving the the controller around it knows the exact position in space and they did this spray paint mechanic so you turn the controller on its side grab it and then use the trigger as the spray paint nozzle Hmm. um and actually with the graffiti you you spray paint that's pretty cool Um, yeah it was one of the coolest implementations of a unique controller feature i have ever seen if you've played the game you know what i'm talking about um if you want to better visualize um someday we'll have a video to go along maybe but look up some look up some videos online to see it's a super cool implementation of that um 
Yeah. And another interesting thing about this game. So they, like I said, they went with a new protagonist. Um, and the reason they felt comfortable doing that is there was actually a choice at the end of Infamous 2 about if Cole, the previous protagonist, was going to sacrifice himself or not. Um, and they looked at the trophies for the PS3 and determined that 78% of players had decided to sacrifice Cole. So they determined they determined they determined that the the player base decided that Cole would sacrifice himself and that became the lore choice that they went with. Um, that's why they felt good going going for kind of a reboot restart with a new protagonist. Um, it got oh also NPCs um, they digitally scanned 75 um, people to include as actual NPCs walking around in the city um, that were both actors and like family and friends from the Seattle area um, so that it, it felt more lived in and actual people um, that you knew, which is kind of cool. But yeah, kind of going back, the, the main, well, one of the main things is the karma system in the game, good versus evil. So there's multiple choices throughout the game. <coughs> Now my throat's hurting. Multiple endings to the game. Um, She's going to figure it out. Probably can't hear it because of our great shock absorber. Perfect. Good job, Chacho. Okay, now don't move. <laughs> um, but th that, that can be good or evil. And... It unlocks different abilities throughout the game. So if you choose the good path, that's like you're helping and saving civilians throughout the world. You're stopping drug busts. Um, you're like letting people live, even if they're bad. Um, those kind of things. It unlocks a certain ability path later in the game um, and gets you a different ending. And similarly, there's the bad version. Um, and so you're killing innocent civilians. Um, you're killing the enemies, killing bad people, making all the bad choices. And the ending... The, like the super bad ending when you are full bad karma at the end of the game is incredibly depressing. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Look it up if you want, but it is incredibly sad and dark. Um, but that that's kind of the unique thing. that The fact that you unlock different abilities to, based on the path you're choosing, I think makes it compelling um, to, to kind of want to do both. And that's why I replayed it um, and did end up platinuming it. I, I thought it had some good replay value for that reason. Um, 80 out of 100 on Metacritic. Hmm. Um, so a decent game. Um, they highly praised the visuals, especially on a new console generation. It definitely felt highly next-gen. Uh, the gameplay was incredibly fluid, and they really liked the characters um, a lot. Um, one of the main criticisms, repetitive side missions. Very true. It's like, oh, there's a drug bust. Go kill some bad guys. Oh, there's another drug bust. Go kill some bad guys. Oh, there's a base go kill some bad guys yeah um so sounds uh, like a far cry game <laughs> yeah far cry and also even the new spider-man i think has very similar kind of repetitive side missions as great as the new spider-man is it's very much falls into that open world trope um of let's fill it with killing some bad guys um but yeah that's infamous second sound wow wow now on to the real meat, the juice. Far Cry 4, greatest Far Cry game of all time. At me in the comments. Let me know. Let me have it. How much, how wrong I am. Re-review. Re-review. It's a first-person shooter game. Developed by Ubisoft Montreal. 
We're not going to give you the Canadian geography lesson this time. Don't worry. No, but I do want to say that part of the game was developed by Ubisoft Toronto as well. Um, I'm from Toronto. At me in the comments. Canadians. <laughs> um, published by who, Ubisoft. Who knew? Um, released in November of 2014. So it came out but months after Infamous Second Son. Hmm. Released for PC, and it was also cross-gen, so PS3, PS4, Xbox uh, 360, and Xbox One. Yeah, Yeah. their naming conventions are terrible, Um, but that's that's a different story. So the game takes place in Kirat, which is a fictional Himalayan um, country, and you play as Ajay Gal, Gale Gale, Ajay Gal, I think it's Ajay Gal, who knows, Um, but you are a Karate American. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even make that connection until I said it out loud. But um yeah, your mother was from Karat and you are going back to that country to spread your mother's ashes. And you end up getting caught in the civil war between the royal army that's led by the main antagonist, Pagan Min, played by Nope Troy Baker. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. So there, there's another connection and uh then, then there's also the Rebellion, which is called the Golden Path. So you get caught up in that civil war. Um, so upon arriving back in Karat, you get intercepted by Pagan Min and his boys. <laughs> and he it's takes you back for a nice, lovely dinner. And he, one of his boys comes out and is like, hey, I need you for a minute. And Pagan Min is like, okay, just sit there. I'll be right back. And so most people are like, okay, this is the point where the game starts, that you take control of the character, you get out of there, the game begins. Um, But there is a secret ending. If you sit and wait like he asks you to for 10 to 15 minutes, he will come back, say, thank you so much for waiting, and take you to spread the ashes, and the game ends right then and there. Credits roll. Super fun little Easter egg in the game. I know, I beat in the game, and I did that ending. (laughs) I forgot how far I got in in the actual story, right? But that's, <laughs> I was really disappointed. I didn't get any of the PS4 trophies for beating the game, even though I finished it. So I don't know what else you want, PlayStation. I literally beat the game. I don't know how else you say that. That's true. Sad day. I'm sorry, man. It's okay. Um, so in, in the game from Far Cry 3, some of the things they, in, they added were fortresses. Um, so they're like modified, more powerful outposts. Um, that are have way more enemies they're much larger different enemy types um and typically you have to beat a lot of the outposts first to weaken the fortress before you would even attempt it but you can attempt it at any point depending on the amount of challenge and it is incredibly challenging um if you don't weaken it first which is um kind of fun it gives you that sense of accomplishment and the the fortresses get unlocked as uh, fast travel points as well um unlock different bonuses stuff like that super cool um you can ride an elephant in the game as both a vehicle and a method of absolutely wreaking havoc, um, which in Far Cry fashion is just the the more insane, the better. Um, so that's always fun. And then they, they wanted to add a lot more verticality to the game. So they also added helicopters um, and a grappling hook um, as well to the game and, and just made a much more diverse vertical environment um, to move around in but i I will say some of the criticism was that there was a lot of similarity to far cry 3 but that's why i always go back to the effect because i played far cry 4 better i played the better version of far Far cry Cry 4 better you never played far cry 3 i i I did play far cry 3 but you didn't play far cry 4 better 
You said I played Far Cry 4 better. Oh, well, I, I might have. I, I might have. It, I, I was bad gamer when I was playing Far Cry. <laughs> Even though I played Far Cry 4 first. I know, that's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think you played Far Cry 4 better, but that's okay. My my English doesn't work, but that's why I always talk about the effect. I played it first, so I I played the more polished with slightly more content version of Far Cry 3, which is why I think it's the best. But yeah, if you had played Far Cry 3, I, I understand the criticisms um, going into Far Cry 4. But that's why I personally choose Far Cry 4. I played it first. I like it better. At me in the comments. Amen. <laughs> um, let me know just how wrong I am. But then, so then they have these little dreamland sections. That This was the part that was developed by Ubisoft Toronto. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. Um, but they're it they're similar to like the the mushroom like drug induced sections in Far Cry Three, um, but it's like this dreamland that has all of this lore um, built into it. And you have this tiger companion that you can use uh, commands to like help attack enemies and stuff. And it's super uh, visually different. They went with like super dramatic color patterns of like all like very deep blue tones, gold tones, red tones based on the different emotions that they were trying to evoke in the lore. Um, super cool sections in there. It's called Shangri-La. Um, and you unlock those as well. I, I don't think all of them are required in order to complete the story, if I remember correctly. Um, but they are certainly worth your time if they are not. Um, this game on Metacritic got 80 to 85 out of 100. Hmm. So, um, like I said before, they were like, wow, the game, visually stunning. Pagan Men is an incredible, um, like, Troy Baker did a phenomenal job with Pagan Men. He's, like, steals the the scene every time he's in it. Um, Super interesting. The gameplay, the things they added and stuff, they they thought did add to the game. Um, But then the, the criticisms come back to, yeah, they, like, didn't try to do that much differently than Far Cry 3. Um, and, and maybe some insight into that as well is when they initially started developing Far Cry 4, it was going to be a direct sequel to Far Cry 3 and continue the story um, of Jason from Far Cry 3 and um, bring back Voss and all that kind of stuff. So they started off developing with the mentality that it was going to be a direct sequel. So that might be some of why there's some similarity. Um, so there's some food for that there. But yeah, my two yep. games this week, they both came out in 2014 around oh. the same time. They got Troy Baker in the game. They got similar ratings on Metacritic. We got Bang. We got a first-person shooter. We got a third-person action adventure. They're both crazy. Um, I'm curious. Do you, want, do you want me to predict? I want you to predict. Infamous, for sure. I feel pretty confident, honestly. I'd actually be pretty surprised if you didn't. Maybe that's a little too confident, but I, I I do actually. I you you have always really liked Infamous Second Son and spoke really highly of it. Not that I think that you liked Far Cry Four, but I think Infamous just sounds a a lot more unique. I think that obviously weighs a lot for me. Uh, does a lot of cool things. Uses some of the PS4 attributes a little bit more interestingly. And uh, it was enough to make it you play it twice all the way through too i mean that replay value is definitely worth it like i probably i think i have played far cry 3 again but i think for most of the time when i'm playing a far cry game the replay value isn't there you know i just kind of expend the universe the first time and then find it to be like okay next far cry game you're right yeah infamous second son wins um <laughs> and for for all the reasons you stated uh, far cry 4 is incredibly fun it was as i mentioned the first time we spoke about far cry 4 it was one of the first games i played in my like new your rebirth my my rebirth of gaming um 
and and love of gaming. So it, it definitely holds a, a special place in my old little heart there. Um, but Infamous Second Son, yeah, replayability, unique, incredibly fun. Um, the the gameplay just so like be having that like supernatural like flying doing crazy stuff with power is just it it i think from a gameplay perspective is a lot more fun than a first person shooter like first person shooters are definitely fun and far cry i think is honestly one of the better series because of how ridiculous they make it um at times whichever far cry game is your favorite you pick but the far cry series i think definitely um has some cool stuff going for it um but yeah infamous second son i i platinumed it that that says everything myself right there and uh, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. Podcast. I, I guess I'll just say the the normal. Follow us on uh, what Instagram at Mo Video Games. And uh, you can listen to us on both Spotify and Podbean. Since we listen, we're on both. But more importantly, we're on Spotify. So I hope you uh, enjoyed this week's episode. Hopefully, we're, I'm hoping to research and figure out how to get us on more a couple more platforms than just Spotify because that's also been requested. Recently from us, so yeah. not, <laughs> not sure where the song's coming from. I just figured we could record the ending since it's that that the ending doesn't modify at all. I say the same stuff every time, so yeah, no, it, yeah. In the near future, I think yeah, Apple Podcasts um, for sure, Amazon Music Podcasts as well. Um, <laughs> um, so c- coming to podcast services near you yeah Yeah. there we go get get excited because we know not everyone's got spotify we 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 appreciate the 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 old premium that's true yeah so uh, enjoy your weekday night and uh juicy juicy